The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk and is possible to lose principal and interest when investing in securities. No strategy can guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. The views expressed represent the personal opinions of the presenter or featured guests, not necessarily those of USA Financial or its affiliated subsidiaries. Any opinions or forecasting statements are subject to change at any time and without notice. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. LifeStages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. LifeStages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to Episode 80 of WTF, Wealth Tax and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, Certified Public Accountant, Personal Financial Specialist. First of all, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple. How's that? That was really good. Hey. That threw me off. I got nervous. Yeah, let's for a see. Second. We skipped the intro and went right into that. I'm reading like it. From oh, he's here. reading it. <laughs> he's a tattooed on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> guess, guess who I have in the studio today? Who do you have? Remington? <laughs> Are you here? I'm here. <laughs> and Dr. Death over here. Dr. Death. Uh, Dean is in studio too. Liquid Death. Liquid Death. Dr. Death, whatever. Not sponsored, it is. but we like. Yeah. He's he's drinking water anyway. It's so good. Anyways, so what are we talking about today? Well, first of all, I think we need to uh, get everybody on board with um, personal financial statements. What are they? What can they do for you? And why do you care? Anybody here have a a guess at it? I'm. You're not going to buy anything without one. How's that? Ah. <laughs> Well, if you've ever something. gone in for a house, you've had to do it. If yeah. you go in normally for anything of um, any value, you're going to have the banker ask you, uh, well, what assets do you have? I want to know what kind of income you make. Mm. I want to know everything about that. So the personal financial statement would be the part uh, that's going to talk about your assets and your liabilities. Okay, I, I vaguely remember that. Vaguely remember. Jess yeah. probably did it for you. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, probably. Yeah. Have you had any reason to do a personal financial up to this point, Dean? No. No? No. Well, you will be. You didn't get bored and just do one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have nothing just, to do on a Saturday just, night. Right? Just around eight o'clock. Honestly, maybe. I've, I've... <clears throat> oh, Plan yeah, got just, canceled. Explain, explain what it is. Just well, jump right in. See. That's what he does on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Set this, up my we caught him. This girlfriend Busted. stuff is now. Nah, he's in there doing his personal financial <laughs> statement. That's actually Honey, come hang out with me. No. Yeah. Dean, I'm your CPA. I'm not your girlfriend. I'm excited to do this. <laughs> anyway, um, anytime you go in uh, for like a loan on a house, anything, uh, a small business loan, if you have a business or whatever, the, the bank's always going to ask for a personal financial statement. And what that is, um, is a listing of all your assets. We'll go through those in a minute. Liabilities. And what they look at is assets minus liabilities equal uh, equity or what you're actually worth, okay, net worth. So there's some terms that you'll um, have to check on, and we'll tell you what they are. 
uh, as far as assets, liabilities, and, uh, and net worth. It just depends on what you're looking at, um, whether it's for a business loan, it could be referred to retained earnings, net worth, how much, uh, you know, what do I have in assets, whatever. And um, so you've got current assets and you've got long-term assets. And current assets would be uh, cash. They're, they're going to give you a, a two or three page, could be five pages, I don't know, depending on how much they want to break down of your uh, personal information because what they're gonna look for is try and collateralize whatever it is for that loan. Um, they want something in addition to if you're buying a car or house, uh, they wanna see exactly what you have as far as assets in case something goes south. Uh, you could lose your job, they might still wanna see if you've got um, any other backing and, and what's going on with that. So the first part of it, which would be called the balance sheet, is your personal financial statement. The other part is the income statement, and that's going to show, which we're not going to cover today, but is going to show um, what type of income you're making. How are you earning your living? Are you self-employed? Do you have a W-2? Um, you know, what are you uh, going to be or how are you going to be able to pay that loan back? That's the income side. So today what we're going to look at is, is the actual balance sheet side. And... Uh, what they're going to do is want a listing of, of things and current assets would be uh, cash as far as checking accounts, anything you may have on hand. Uh, you may have always keep a few hundred bucks around the house, whatever. Um, no. No. Savings, <laughs> savings accounts. $10, that's it. Tucked Money in the markets. mattress. Yeah. Just ten, it's in a <clears throat> roll of pennies. Too. In a cardboard box in the closet collecting <laughs> dust. Yeah, you just yeah. stick those, yeah. those $10,000 <laughs> leaflets around that you get oh, from the bank right yeah the fake ones <laughs> that's the yes the, oh, that's okay. the good money the monopoly money that's yeah what that's is. what i know yeah the monopoly money. <laughs> but uh so your uh your current stuff would be that uh you might have what they call um uh, accounts receivable if you happen to loan a friend or loan somebody some money uh you might have some accounts uh that someone owes you you would put those down um Notes uh, would be similar. Um, somebody might give a, a personal loan out to a friend for maybe their business, or maybe they wanted to, you know, buy a car and they couldn't get the financing. You want to do something that way. Well, my grandma still owes me ten dollars for pizza last week. Would I put that down? Is this guy serious? Seriously? He might no. <laughs> no. I'm just. I'm put, asking for a friend at a, at a, at a moment in time, maybe. But uh, I think your friend, you know, needs to get a life, I think. Hey, the get $10, a life. Yeah, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> um, cash surrender value of life insurance. So that would not be term insurance. That would be permanent insurance. So if you've got like a $100,000 um, death benefit on there, uh, you might have five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 with an accumulation of premiums that if you cashed it out, you would have five dollars or $10,000 on there. And that will show you on the statement there. So that would be something that you would put in um, as an asset. Um, personal property, what they're looking at there could be cars, boats. Uh, you could have RVs. Um, what we talked about earlier, uh, ATVs. Oh, yeah, like, things uh, like dirt that. bikes, four-wheelers. Yeah, stuff like that. That would all be uh, personal stuff. Then you could also turn around and have uh, jewelry. Say it's uh, somebody's got a Rolex, or they may have uh, like a certain family type of necklaces. necklace. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, 
what you would end up doing once you have something that's worth, uh, you know, is a, a substantial amount of money, you want to make sure that that's insured properly too. And that would be a separate item on your insurance policy. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about insuring certain things. So go back and look at that. But that would be something that you would put on as, a, uh, as an addendum to the, uh, the insurance policy. Um, when you're looking at uh, longer term stuff, then uh, they also want you to list what you may have in a 401k, mm. an IRA, 403b, some type of a SEP plan, a simple plan, anything you have that way that's uh, retirement assets. Now, even though they're deferred and you really can't get at them, they want to show uh, and see what you are as far as being diligent and saving mm. over and above just a savings account or a checking account. So, you know, you can put those down. Uh, other, um, what I would call uh, long-term assets or something, um, you could have, uh, you know, your home could be on there if you already have one. Uh, any other real estate you own uh, could be anything else, um, uh, furniture. If you have other collectibles, uh, collectibles could be anything from uh, coin collection to uh, stamp collection. It could be worth something. My comic book collection. Comic books. Trading cards. Seriously? Anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you huh. can put that on. If it's literally something there. I mean, Hot Wheels. I've got Hot Wheels that are worth money. You know, and it's, uh, you know, that's my retirement plan. Selling my cards, my collectible cards. And your retirement. You know I got to sell those. Your, your retirement plan is to sell everything but those. So you can just play with Hot Wheels on a stack of money. Yes, once I go down, I'll just be sitting there in the middle of the floor playing with my Hot Wheels. <laughs> have nothing else. Yes, I just have some, my single malt sitting there with Hot Wheels. Your I don't comic know. books, your single malt, and your Hot Wheels. Yeah, Solid it's going to be a strange retirement. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but um, anyway, that's pretty much what you're going to have on the asset side. And then uh, any liabilities that you would have would be something um, short-term things hopefully they're short term would be like credit cards uh everybody's going to have some type of credit card debt but uh, hopefully you're paying those off monthly utilizing them properly um you would have uh you know auto loans uh you'd have auto loans are getting stretched now to six seven eight years i've seen in some cases I want to have those as short term, but that's getting to be I longer term. I don't even know how. I think mine's like 10 years. <laughs> it is not. Wait, which car? $41 <laughs> a month. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until 2060. Yeah. But oh, uh, so if you have like a lease, uh, it could be a capital lease or something, that would be on there as a debt that you would have. Um, or your car loan. You could have boat loans, you could mm -hmm. have RV loans. So what they're going to do is take your assets and then subtract that uh, from that the liabilities that you owe on that. Um, home equity loans, so in addition to a mortgage, mm -hmm. if you've already got the home that you, you listed in the assets, uh, you have a $200,000 home, you still owe $150,000. Well, that's, uh, the mortgage is going to come off of that. So, mm. so your net worth just on the house, 200 minus 150, it'd be worth 50,000 is what your equity is. And then you may have a HELOC or a home equity line of credit. And uh, say you've got another 50,000, the 50,000 of equity that you had. And uh, normally they'll give you a, a percentage of that. So you may have an equity loan of 30,000 and you might have 10 grand on that. So that would be um, you know, taken off again of the, 
the value of the house. And when you're talking to value of the house, it's not what you paid for it. It's what the actual market value is. So make sure that, you know, anything that you're dealing with, um, even in the assets, uh, you may have bought a car for 30000 but it's three years old and it might only be worth twenty-two. Well, that's what you're going to put down now is the actual fair market value. If you could sell that, you know, what are you going to get out of that? So it would be 22000 and uh, when you look at 22000 and you still look on your payment schedule based on the, like I said, the five or six year loans now, you may still owe 21000 on mm. it. You know, you're lucky to break even in most cases. So you probably won't have a lot of equity in a depreciating asset like a boat, a car, an RV. So you're really not going to have a whole lot of wealth build up there. That's, that's not anything that's going to create anything that uh, give you a, um, a positive outlook on your personal financial statement. Um, personal loans there again, um, on the top portion or on the asset side, it would be an account receivable. Now we have an account payable. Maybe you had to have, uh, borrow money from a friend mm. or something and you borrowed 5,000 bucks. So, um, that personal loan would be something that would be due, uh, that you'd have to pay back. So once you have all of your assets and then you take your liabilities away, then that's going to come up with what the net worth is mm. or what your equity is and uh, what you're actually worth. So, you know, you might have 250, say $300,000 of assets. You have $200,000 of debt. Uh, so you're actually worth $100,000. So if you had a total liquidation of that, uh, you'd have $100,000 that you'd actually be worth. You know, what's the effect of someone having a negative net worth? Just because I think a lot of people, especially coming out of school, younger age, getting a house, getting mm -hmm. a car loan, a little bit of credit card debt, their net worth's probably negative. Yeah. Um, yeah, because once you put on a good point, you know, you're going to have debt on there. Um, you're going to have school loans. So you're going to have uh, 40, 50, 30, 100,000 maybe sometimes or whatever. And um, that's the other portion that we didn't mention at first. Was I was talking about as far as the income. If you have a negative statement, you better have a positive income situation, mm. okay? And it's not unusual to have uh, someone like uh, mainly, you know, doctors or physicians or something. They'll come out with a negative um, financial statement because they've got three, four hundred thousand oh, dollars worth yeah. of, uh, you know, debt uh, just for school loans, and they may not have purchased a house yet, but they're turning around and they're going to start making two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. So from a long-term perspective, and because of uh, the professional credentialing that they have and knowing what profession they're in, banks are a lot more lenient with someone like in, in that situation. Um, so, you know, it, it's one thing if you've got uh, a $50,000 job with $150,000 of, say, negative, uh, negative equity because of the school loans, Versus someone that's got four or five hundred thousand and they're making two fifty, three hundred thousand. Um, chances are, you know, the physician or the doctor, that professional, would end up having a lot more possibility because of their earning capacity and and that to get a loan. Um, you'd still have to have a decent credit score. That's going to come into play too. Uh, but uh, the fact that you don't have the assets, uh, more than likely, they'll still you know, give you a portion of the loan or, or something. And um, a lot of times when individuals go for an initial loan, um, you know, parents can help with the gifting of a down payment. 
something like that too to get uh, 10, 15, 20% down. So there's always something there uh, from that. And worse comes to worse, I guess a family member or someone could actually co-sign, you mm-hmm. know, from that standpoint. But um, yeah, if you've got a negative situation and you don't have anything there or uh, say maybe it was just a, uh, it might not be negative. You might have fifty or sixty thousand dollars of savings of just cash. That's all you've got, or in a CD or something, and you've still got one hundred fifty thousand. You're still negative, but at least you've got you know something in there uh, that they have. You know they could turn around and either attach that or say that you know you've got limited access to that uh, extra cash, or that they want a percentage of that carved out and saying you know we want that for. Um, you know, emergency purposes or, or whatever. Would they like hold it, like take it from you basically? They, they wouldn't hold it, but what they might do is put a restriction on it. Okay. So like if you were to start spending it, they'd be like, yeah, it's like, you know, they might that wasn't say, for medical bills or yeah, it's hmm. like, well, you don't have Home access to that or, or whatever. You know, if you've got it in and say it's in a CD and it's earning, you know, 2% or whatever, you can maintain that, but then you can't really have you know, access to saying, yeah, I want half of that out of there. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. because it's going to get restricted into the covenants of the loan that you would have. So, um, you know, with them. So there's all kinds of things that are negotiable and what they have when you start out. So uh, that's why when you when you make a personal financial statement, you need to have that and then which is the balance sheet. And then the income side would be what your earnings capacity and, and, and ability is. And it's always going to be hard for someone starting out because um, they may ha- not have a, a, a great uh, credit score um, just starting out. You're going to have a lot of student loans, things like that. You're going to have the debt side of it. And um, anymore, you go to even rent anything, and you're going to need a personal financial statement. You know, a lot of landlords are going to look at, at something like that and uh, do background checks, check your credit score. They're going to do all that stuff. So, you know, it's an important piece of um, financial information that you need to at least look into. Um, you can go online, just look what a personal financial statement is. It's going to be pretty close to whatever the bank would give you. And like I said, uh, banks have anything from two pages to I've looked at 10 or 15 pages, depending on how much detail they want, uh, you know, from you and stuff. So, you know, you before I would even do that, I would talk to a couple of banks and ask them what the uh, capability or the actual possibility of uh, obtaining a loan is before you go through the exercise because every bank's going to have their own personal financial statement. If you fill out one and they decide to decline you, you have to go to one or two other ones. It's a pain in the butt to have to keep filling these things out. So what you want to do is uh, establish some type of relationship um, with the bank if that's what's needed and you know go from there and and see exactly what it is you're going to need yeah take them out for coffee oh yeah that's how i built my relationship with my banks <laughs> take them out for coffee that's why donuts. dean is no longer allowed at the bank yeah yeah <laughs> they have his no mug shot right up in the window no yeah. Bank. yeah as soon as they walk in there they go that's the guy Get yeah out of here yeah, yeah so take them to golf well that's yeah. the thing that's why you don't want to just go through the drive-through all the time because you're yeah. not going to establish much of a relationship you know, with one of the tellers. Oh, well, I, I go to the ATM. We're best friends. Yeah, I'm sure. I press the buttons, <laughs> the money comes out. I can't it's wait till they suck your card out and say, okay, <laughs> you're done. It's weird, though, because like, I think my parents have a pretty decent relationship with, um, I think they're at Huntington mm. right now. 
And a while back, we were trying to fix my um, lack of credit. Mm -hmm. And we went in to try and get, like, established at Huntington. And as soon as we walked in, the dude, it was weird. It was like going to a family reunion or something. Like we walked in, everyone's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? They're all super friendly. It was caught me off guard. But, yeah. Like huh, it I makes you guys were robots. Though, yeah. yeah. And you know, even if you don't have the other thing is if you don't have a, a great credit score, uh, just even trying to establish something. Um, if you've got a, a low maximum on your credit card, a $500, a thousand dollar limit, uh, get that and you know charge some things and keep paying them off after about six eight months you're going to see that um you know that's going to assist in the credit side uh, go in and Even get if a thousand dollar two thousand dollar personal loan see if you can get something that way in addition to the credit card i was gonna say even if it's one of the credit cards where you have to put the money up front on a prepaid would I, that help you um i don't know if a prepaid would because you know you've got cash in there and they're not really giving you any credit okay. you are the credit you yeah you're, that's you're true. your own credit i wasn't sure how those worked i knew that they were i knew i understand that they're prepaid credit cards but i never was sure if they actually help your credit i i they may i don't know uh because like i said really you put a two thousand dollar limit on it and you spend two thousand dollars you're not going to be able to spend three thousand unless you refill it yeah it's your so two thousand it's, dollars it's your money so right. it's sort of like a um, like a savings account you don't have anything more in it you're not going to be able to pull any right. more out of it so, um you know it I, to me it would be like having a cash value insurance policy okay you can turn around and, and take that money out you're going to be paying it back right you know to yourself or whatever it's it's not going to do anything as far as a credit score because you know you've got a loan but it's you know the insurance company is loaning that to you. But the terms of a cash value type policy is such that you don't ever have to pay that back. Okay, so that's one of the um, cool things about about that is uh, instead of having term insurance, is to establish a cash value policy. And like I said before in uh, different episodes, be your own banker again. You know, then you wouldn't need the prepaid debit card. You could actually take some money out. Now you want to turn around and pay it back. There's no problem with that. And, no penalty uh, of sorts. No, no. And you could turn around and, you know, if you had $100,000 in a, say, a million-dollar policy and had $100,000 of uh, cash value, you could take that whole amount out, never pay it back. But you're going to have, you know, what your terms of that, as long as you keep the uh, premiums up, you know, you're going to have an interest uh, payment on that loan that you may end up having to pay separately because you don't have any more cash in there because the cash would end up having dividends and interest that it mm. would accumulate. And, you know, if you had a loan of maybe 10000 out of 100 the interest could still be paid out of the other 90000 It's still there. See what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. now you're earning interest and, and everything off of that um, because you've got 100000 in there, but... Is that hundred thousand that you're going to earn off of, because it's collateralized for a hundred thousand loan? Is it going to earn enough more than what the loan is? The loan could be six; you could be earning four. So you're going to have that two spread is going to have to be paid. If you're earning four and it's six percent, but it's only on ten thousand, 
then you know you may end up having a positive situation that you don't have to pay the interest uh, expense on that loan separately. But as long as you keep that up, that's usually all you have to end up paying. And um, but you don't have to make any principal payments back. Okay, so um, different things to look at from that perspective. But uh, so I think you know, go online, look at, uh, just pull up. Uh, personal financial statement, get something there, get familiar with it, because at some point you'll definitely need to uh, understand exactly how to put that together and, and what you need. And like I say, uh, they'll probably have an income statement there for you also. Uh, you'll need to sign those uh, at the bottom, date them, and put them on as of whatever date that is. If you did one today, um, you know, what's today? Uh, today, is today is August uh, 21st. 21st. So I give you some perspective of our lead time on these uh, episodes too, but you would have it uh, dated August twenty first, twenty twenty one. Sign your name and then hand it into the bank, and that's what they would use. So um, more than likely, you're going to end up having uh, the loan um, that you would have collateral with the house or the car, but then you probably also have to be uh, signing personally also. So if something did happen, and you um, couldn't make a car payment if they repossessed that they sold it you were down, you were shy two or three thousand they're going to come back on you personally for that and now that they've got the personal financial they know what assets they could attach or have uh, access to or uh, you paying because of your uh, income capacity so anyway that's basically what's going to happen with a personal financial what you need it for got it they're going to take everything yeah okay. yeah you're you're Thanks. screwed yeah I I don't know what I'll tell them I have then. Is that illegal? Just don't get any loans. Don't sign anywhere. Better idea. <laughs> Just won't get any loans. That's right. That works. <laughs> They'll never be able to track me then. You, you need four gig jobs is what you need. Yeah. Side four gig. Yeah. Four. four. Four gig. 40. Yes. Anyway, well, we hope this was uh, informative for everybody. There again, don't forget to subscribe. Listen to Spotify, iHeart, and Apple. And uh, if I missed anything, where, where can they email you at, John? If oh, I wanted to I know, knew there was something. If I, I wanted to know something, those burning more. questions that yes. they have about, for you, John, about personal financial statements, I've Googled everywhere, and all I'm getting is blanket advice. We don't well, want how about blanket s- advice. How about specialized advice? That sounds good. Jeez. We could take some of that. Email me at jcindia at lifestagesadvisory.com and you'll get the answer. You will get everything you need. Boom. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Email, Email now. Goes wild. As, yeah. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> well, another thrilling episode of WTF. See you next time. Bye.